Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Big E here. We are law for Virginia law enforcement officers talking about what law you need to know as a law enforcement officer in Virginia to strengthen and serve your communities. Uh, constitutional law, new statutes, and boy, there's a lot of those. We're talking about that lately. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about Virginia's legalization of marijuana, which is a huge topic. There's a lot going on here. And I'm going to devote the whole episode to the bill. And I promise you that by the time this episode is over, you will still have a lot of questions. And uh, we will still have a lot of questions, you know, as well about what the meaning of the bill is and so on. So I'm not going to go super in-depth into the bill. It is literally hundreds and hundreds of pages long. Uh, and so there's no way to really go through here and give you a full download of the bill. Um, it's actually 283 pages. And uh, the bill only came out last week. Uh, the General Assembly had lots of different versions, and I'll tell you the history of it in a little bit. Um, but this is the governor's version, and the governor passed his, sent his version back, and then a couple of days later the General Assembly uh, voted on it and ended up passing it. So Virginia has legalized marijuana, kind of. And so uh, I want to follow up and kind of talk about why I said kind of and uh, what still remains to be done. Because this bill, although it legalizes marijuana in some ways, uh, is still going to be a big subject of a debate and uh, a lot of important votes, including next year. And if it's not reenacted by the General Assembly, uh, this whole system could kind of collapse on itself. So I want to talk a little bit about uh, the legislative history of this. I want to talk about what the statute does as far as criminal law. And I'm not going to talk a lot about the retail process and so on, because that's a lot. first of all, that doesn't go into effect for a while. And second of all, it's not really a law enforcement thing. And third of all, uh, it has to be reenacted and it might be subject to a lot of amendment. But I hope that by the end of the podcast, you'll at least get a sense of what's going on and what the law is going to be, most importantly, as of July 1, because this a lot of the important provisions of this bill take play, take effect on July 1. So <clears throat> what's going on in this bill? Well, to start with, it's important to understand how we got here. You remember that last year, the General Assembly decriminalized the possession of marijuana. In other words, they turned it into a civil offense. And that's important because as we talk about the criminal offenses, uh, excuse me, the, the, or the, the offenses, the things that you could do wrong in this system uh, under the new marijuana law, you'll see that there remain some civil offenses and some offenses that are sometimes civil and sometimes criminal. So for the first time, the General Assembly really introduced this idea of there being a civil offense in Virginia last year with marijuana. And we don't have civil offenses in Virginia other than refusal. Uh, and refusal, of course, obviously always goes with DUI. So it's really, you know, you're always making an arrest in a civil case. Uh, for the la last year, for the first time, the General Assembly invents this idea of a civil offense, and now you're going to see it's going to show up all over the place in the marijuana statute. And then this year, there were two big competing proposals to legalize marijuana in Virginia. Uh, the first was from uh, Delegate Herring and Senator uh, Morrissey, and then, I'm sorry, Delegate Herring and Senator Eben. They had one version. And then the competing version was from Delegate Heretic and Senator Morrissey. They had a separate version. And suffice to say that uh, Delegate Heretic and Senator Morrissey's version was put aside, and the General Assembly went with Delegate Herring and Senator Eben's version, 
which was the version that the governor sort of tinkered with a little bit here, but it was always sort of considered to be the leading contender for legalization. The General Assembly passed it. It was a very divided vote, uh, but the General Assembly did pass it, and it did make it to the governor's desk. The governor sent it back with some changes, and the General Assembly voted again, and again, in a somewhat divided vote, uh, the General Assembly ultimately then did uh, pass his substitute. So what does it say? What does it do? Well, there's a couple of important things to note about it. The first is that as of July 1, the mere possession of marijuana is no longer unlawful in Virginia, right? So right now, simple possession of marijuana, not distribution, not, not intent to distribute, anything like that, but simple possession of marijuana is a civil offense. Uh, now in Virginia, uh, the, the rule will be that and I'm going to read here directly from the new statute, except as otherwise provided in this subtitle, and notwithstanding the provision of law, a person 21 years of age or older may lawfully possess on his person or in any other in any public place not more than one ounce of marijuana or an equivalent amount of marijuana product as determined by regulation. And if you possess in excess of that amount, you are subject only to a civil penalty of no more than $25. So that's a big change. And notice here, I'm not talking about intent to distribute. I'm not talking about distribution, none of that stuff. We'll talk about that in a second. But the mere possession of marijuana up to an ounce is perfectly lawful. And over an ounce is just a civil offense of more than $25. So big change. Now, where do you find this? This is another big change to the law. We usually look in 18.2, the criminal code, for criminal offenses. The offense that I just recited to you is going to appear in a new code section called 4.1-1100. So you ask yourself, 4.1, what's 4.1? Well, that's where the alcohol offense is. That's where you find uh, public intoxication. That's where you find possession of alcohol by a person who's under 21. And it gives you an, your first clue as to where all this law comes from. And it's going to be really important when we talk about uh, the other statutes that were enacted with this act. And again, it's 283 pages. Where do they get all the language from? Well, a lot of it, they took the ABC laws, they took the, the laws, regulations, the criminal offenses, and so on, from how we regulate alcohol and created a new section, also in 4.1, for how to regulate marijuana. So they used the model of alcohol regulation to regulate marijuana. Now that's an interesting decision. Uh, it's an interesting decision for a couple of reasons. One is uh, you will the statutory language is going to be the same as it is for alcohol, and those code sections for alcohol are actually not very modern. They're very old, and we're going to talk about a couple of code sections. You know that are. I think it might have come as a surprise to you um, because it's sort of an older way of dealing with things and, you know, query whether or not they really kind of went through and were careful about this, but, uh, or knew what they were voting on when they voted on it. There's some stuff in it that, you know, really, um, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's old language. It's an old way of dealing with criminal prosecution and regulation and so on. But that's the core code section, right? 4.1-1100 says that possession of up to an ounce is perfectly lawful if it's for, as long as you're over 21 and it's only for personal it's only for yourself. It's mere possession. And over an ounce, it's uh, a civil offense of $25 or more. Now, the next big change is how do you get the marijuana, right? 
Uh, you'll see in a moment that distribution is still unlawful, trans importation of marijuana is still unlawful, sale of marijuana is still unlawful. So how do you get marijuana? Well, uh, to start with, home cultivation is now lawful in Virginia up to four plants. And this is 4.1-1101. So uh, despite what the law had previously said, a person who is, again, 21 years of age, age or older can cultivate up to four marijuana plants for personal use at their place of residence. You, a household in total cannot contain more than four marijuana plants. So again, if you have college kids and they're living together and they're over 21, uh, they all want to grow their own marijuana, the total residence, the total household um, is um, can only have four plants total. And household means the individuals who live in the same house or the same place of residence. So a person can only cultivate those uh, places, can only cultivate plants at your place of residence. So you can't cultivate them in a warehouse. You can't cultivate them in a store or whatever. Um, you can't keep them in your car. Uh, and there's all kinds of rules about this. Uh, you can't have it visible from in public. You can't have it visible. Um, you can't have it act. Get no one. It can't. It has to be controlled access. So people who are under 21 uh, cannot have access to it. And each tag has to be, each plant has to have a legible tag that includes your name, your driver's license or ID number, and a notation that the marijuana plant is being grown for personal use is authorized under this code section. And this is just for plants. So you can't make marijuana concentrate. You couldn't take this and make, for example, resin uh, out of that. And again, they did this partially because I think you know, the experience in California and Colorado and people were blowing up buildings and stuff trying to make resin. It's kind of a dangerous process. So they uh, restricted that. Now, what if you violate that, right? What if you do have more than, ten, more than four plants? Well, it's still just a civil offense uh, if you have up to 10 plants. So if you have between five and 10 plants, it's a civil offense for your first offense. Second offense is a class three misdemeanor. So again, it's just a fine of $500. You don't get jailable until a third offense if it's up to 10 plants. Uh, where you get actual punishment is if you're more than 10 plants. Uh, for possession of more than 10, but uh, between more than 10, but up to uh, up to 50, so up to, up to 49, from some, so basically 11 to 49, it's a class one misdemeanor more uh, 50 or more plants up to 100 is a class six felony and then more than 100 plants that's a felony of one to 10 years and a fine of uh, $250,000. So you know essentially four plants is the limit but realistically I mean it's a civil offense up until 10 plants the real punishment comes in at, at more than 10 plants in a household. Now, the next question you might ask is, okay, well, how do I get, if I want to start you know, growing my own plants, how do I get these? How do I get the seeds, right? Because the seeds are still marijuana. And it is still unlawful in Virginia to import marijuana. And there will be still be a penalty for importation under this code section. Um, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But notably, it's also unlawful under federal law to, right now at least, to import marijuana. So uh, the in this case, the General Assembly created this situation called adult sharing, which allows you to share marijuana with other people, but also obviously to share seeds and so on. So you would just get it as a gift from somebody else. 
and that's how you'd start the cultivation. But this adult sharing idea, this idea that I can share my marijuana with somebody else, is a pretty significant change to the law. And when they wrote the sharing section, they were also keenly aware of what's happened in D.C., right? So in Washington, D.C., distribution of marijuana is unlawful, but you can give it as a gift. You can share it with somebody else. So these businesses have popped up in D.C. where you can go and buy a sticker or you can go and buy a T-shirt or some useless piece of garbage or a pair of socks or something. And then they give you as a free gift with your sticker or your socks or your T-shirt or whatever, uh, marijuana. So the sticker is like a $50 sticker, but you happen to also get as a gift, as a free gift, $50 worth of marijuana, right? Which is idiotic, right? Um, and they didn't want to create that situation in Virginia because you essentially would be creating retail marijuana at that point. So adult sharing doesn't include situations where marijuana is given away contemporaneously with some other transaction or the gift is somehow contingent on you buying something else or it's offered or advertised in conjunction with something else. Adult sharing is just transferring marijuana from one person to another without remuneration. So literally accommodation, right? So if I'm just giving marijuana as an accommodation, I'm just giving it to somebody else and it's not an exchange for anything else, it's not contemporaneous with some other exchange, that is lawful. It's lawful for me to transfer it from one person to another. Um, but in general, uh, if I'm if I'm creating marijuana for sale, that is still a criminal offense in Virginia as of July one. And the retail sales portion of this bill doesn't take does not take effect until January one of twenty twenty four. And indeed, those businesses can't even start cultivation, can't even start growing, can't start their operations really until July one of twenty twenty three. So it's going to be another year at least, um, on t excuse me, another two years at least until we have these actual businesses hitting the ground and starting to start our operations, and the actual first store can't open until January 1 of 2024. And before all of that happens, before the stores open up and start creating everything and all that sort of stuff, the General Assembly next year, and this is part of this bill, uh, it's written this way, has to reenact this whole regulatory scheme. In other words, vote on it and vote in favor of it again next year in 2022. And when they do so, uh, another big part of this is that when they reenact the regulatory scheme and the sales scheme and so on, they have to go back and reenact their repeal of our current system uh, making it unlawful to distribute marijuana. And this code section does, this, this bill that was passed, this General Assembly, does go through systematically and eliminate all of 18.2248.1, uh, the marijuana kingpin sections, the importation of marijuana section, the offense, uh, the felony offense distribution to a child. And I'll talk about, they have other ones they replace it with, but distribution in a school zone. Uh, they eliminate the prescription fraud section because obviously you can't get, a, there's no point in getting a prescription anymore. Uh, the possession of a firearm while in possession with intent to distribute marijuana, um, the uh, the asset forfeiture code sections, they eliminate all of those, although you'll see they create a different asset forfeiture scheme. There is still asset forfeiture permissible, just in a more limited way. Um, well, more limited in some ways. It's actually a little more stringent in others. I'll talk about that in a second. Um, so anyway, they go through and eliminate that, but they have to go through and eliminate it again next year. And if they don't, then all those distribution code sections and marijuana kingpin and the possession of a firearm while in you know, possession and distribute more than one pound of marijuana, all that stuff, that stuff kicks back in and becomes law again next year if they don't vote in favor of this. So it's, it's, it's pretty interesting. Um, 
And so the question then becomes, okay, so when they photocopied sort of, and I'm using that term sort of shorthand, I mean, they don't literally photocopy, when they copy the, the ABC, the alcohol regulations, and put them in 4.1 in a new marijuana regulation scheme, what did they take with them? What did they also make unlawful? Well, of course, a really big part of our regulation of alcohol in Virginia is our regulation of uh, providing alcohol to people who are under 21, right? Uh, that it's unlawful for that person to buy, it's unlawful for that person to receive, it's unlawful for that person to consume it. And then another big part of our regulation of alcohol in Virginia is uh, public intoxication and consumption while driving, consuming in a car, carrying it in a car, and DUI. So uh, our alcohol regulations in Virginia for the most part, are being carried over into our marijuana regulations with one big exception. They didn't make any change at all to our DUI code section. And that's going to be the subject, I think, of some future argument and some future debate. Um, how do we need to carry our DUI code section into um, sort of an age where marijuana is legal? You know, that we have a per se limit on how much alcohol you can have in your system in Virginia at 0.08. And we have other you know, levels at which it goes up. If you have a higher level of intoxication, there's a certain other punishments. Um, that doesn't apply in marijuana cases. And you have to demonstrate simple you know, intoxication. And that's very difficult to do uh, for a couple of different reasons. One is you know, we're not very well trained. Our officers are not very well trained in Virginia on you know DRE drug recognition expertise uh, like they are in some other states like they are especially in you know in Colorado and other states so it's it's we're going to have to hit the ground running and really start to learn how to identify uh, intoxication but also judges i think are not really uh, keen, you know, very aware of intoxication and without a per se limit i think a lot of judges are, are having trouble determining whether or not you know somebody is guilty or not of DUI when when it comes to marijuana uh, and there's some trouble with the per se limit, so on, uh, and there's a lot of debate about this, but it's not going to be the same. The way we regulate DUI when it comes to marijuana is not going to be the same as the way we do in in, in alcohol. Um, and there's real significant debate about about why that is and what that should be and so on. Um, certainly in Virginia, you know, that we've seen a lot of uh, fatalities and injuries related to people who are intoxicated uh, on marijuana and other drugs. But you know, that's going to have to be fixed. That's not carried over. But some other things are carried over. Uh, and one of them, again, is that if you're under 21, you can't possess marijuana. Now, what's the punishment? Uh, it's not very much. It's a civil penalty. It's $25. So it's much less. Possession of alcohol under 21, you know, is a class one misdemeanor, $500 fine. Possession of marijuana by somebody under 21, $25 civil penalty. Um, that can be enforced by law enforcement. There is authority in the code section, but it's that same code, it's that same provision that it shall be by a summons. You can't make a, um, uh, you know, a custodial arrest. You got to, you know, give this person a summons and it's got to be committed in your presence and so on. Um, possession of marijuana by somebody who's intoxicated. If you're intoxicated and you possess marijuana, just like if you're intoxicated and you possess alcohol, that's a crime. Uh, but here again, it's a $25 civil penalty. So it's just a ticket and you can't make the arrest. It's very different than alcohol in that way. Um, 
What again, if I simply possess more than an ounce, right? It's possession of less than an ounce is no crime at all. And again, possession of more than an ounce, it's just a civil penalty, $25 fine. You give them a summons. Uh, and keep in mind for these offenses that this this rule they carried over that the odor of alcohol, the odor of marijuana alone is not a reason to stop somebody. So if you, if I smell the odor of alcohol on somebody who's under 21, that's probable cause to stop them uh, and investigate whether they're in possession of alcohol under 21. Here, if I smell the odor of marijuana coming from somebody who's under 21, that's not permissible. It's not permissible under the law for me to stop them. I have to have the odor plus something else, right? Legally speaking, under the Fourth Amendment, the odor of marijuana is certainly enough for me to stop them. Uh, but, um, but the law says, the statute says, I still have to have some other fact. So, you know, glassy eyes or statements or you see them in possession of marijuana or you see them in possession of paraphernalia or something like that. Uh, or intoxicated behavior, but simple odor alone won't be enough to stop somebody who's intoxicated or somebody who is, um, well, they're intoxicated, then that would be enough because they'd be intoxicated. But somebody who's under 21. Um, unlawful possession of more than a pound of marijuana. Now, again, here, this is somebody who's not with intent to distribute. They personally possess marijuana just for personal use, but they have more than a pound of the marijuana. Uh, that's a felony. Uh, simply possessing the pound is a felony. And that's a change from before. That's actually, I think, a more stringent punishment than before. It used to be that somebody could argue under the old law, well, this pound of marijuana I have just for personal use. And so that would just be, you know, simple possession of marijuana, 30 days and a, you know, $500 fine is a maximum punishment you could give. But here, possession of more than a pound is a felony up to 10 years in the penitentiary. Um, Possession or consumption on school grounds of marijuana is a class two misdemeanor. So you can't possess it or consume it at school. Um, and if I manufacture marijuana, and here I'm manufacturing it, again, not um, here just simply for personal use. This isn't the plant rule. This is pure manufacturing. It's a class six felony. Uh, that's even if it's just a conspiracy. It's a class six felony. What if I distribute marijuana unlawfully? So now I'm not talking about a gift here. I'm not sharing marijuana. I'm not doing the adult sharing thing, right? Uh, but I'm actually distributing marijuana. I'm selling marijuana. What is the offense? What's the punishment for that? Um, here, uh, there is no felony offense anymore. It's a class two misdemeanor. And my second offense is a class one misdemeanor. If I violate the gift statute and I do set up a system where I'm like, oh, here's a gift of marijuana, but... Uh, you have to buy this $50 useless sticker from me. Again, same punishment, class two misdemeanor, second offense, class one misdemeanor. Um, if I distribute it to somebody who's under 21, though, and this code section is a little bit a little bit strange, but, um, but essentially if I distribute, if I give marijuana to somebody who's under 21, that's like giving alcohol to somebody, to somebody who's under 21. That's a class one misdemeanor. And again, if I distribute marijuana to somebody who's intoxicated, that's, again, a copy from the alcohol statute. The alcohol statute says if I give alcohol to somebody who's intoxicated, it's a class one misdemeanor. Um, that's, by the way, a code section I think a lot of people don't really read that often. Um, but it is in Virginia a class one misdemeanor to give alcohol to somebody who's intoxicated. You know, when a beer, when, an, when, a, when a bar cuts you off, that's not just people think, oh, that's a dram shop thing. That's a civil liability thing. Well, it's also criminal liability. It's a crime to give alcohol to somebody who's under who's intoxicated. Uh, and it's it would also be a crime to give marijuana to somebody who's intoxicated. It's a class one misdemeanor in both situations. So notice, again, uh, possession of marijuana while intoxicated is a civil penalty, $25 fine. Giving marijuana to somebody who's intoxicated is a class one misdemeanor.
Okay, so drunken public, right? We know drunken public is a criminal offense and subjects you to, to an arrest. You actually have to arrest somebody who's drunk in public. Um, and we also know that um, we also, and, and, and so public intoxication, that's still a crime. The public intoxication code section doesn't cover, doesn't distinguish whether your intoxication is from a drug or alcohol or whatever. So if I encounter somebody who is truly intoxicated in public by marijuana, they are purely intoxicated, I could still make that class four misdemeanor arrest for them for public intoxication for that code section. They didn't repeal 182388 here. So uh, that could, you could still make an arrest for. But what about um, you know open container, right? We're, we're, we're accustomed in Virginia. If I find somebody, they have an open container of alcohol. I can give them a ticket for open container. Uh, here, if you have somebody who's consuming marijuana in public, also that's unlawful, just like with alcohol. So public consumption of marijuana is an offense, but here it's simply a civil penalty. It's a $25 fine. Second offense, $25 fine. You only get an enhanced punishment if it's a third or subsequent offense, and then it's just a class four misdemeanor. Um, so you're still only getting fine, 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 fine uh, up through uh, all these code sections. Um, I did indicate that, you know, again, in federal law, importation of marijuana is a criminal offense. Um, Virginia, also importation of marijuana is a criminal offense. And uh, they invented a new code section, which makes uh, it a class one misdemeanor to import, ship, or transport, or bring marijuana into Virginia. So marijuana, and this, is, this will be the law even after retail marijuana is set up. So any marijuana uh, sold in Virginia would have to be grown in Virginia. It couldn't be imported. And the retail sales of marijuana, by the way, have to be in person. It can't be online. So you couldn't lawfully buy marijuana online, uh, even under the retail scheme that's being set up. Um, as far as paraphernalia, uh, again, they eliminated the paraphernalia code section. Obviously, in Virginia, we don't really enforce marijuana paraphernalia anyway. But uh, distributing mar marijuana paraphernalia to somebody under 21 is also a class one misdemeanor. Advertising paraphernalia to a person under 21 is a class one misdemeanor. One of the other things that uh, we regulate a lot in alcohol, and you'll see this in marijuana as well, is you know the purchases and so on when the retail system gets set up, um, you know, getting a false ID, using a false ID to purchase uh, marijuana, getting a false ID to purchase marijuana, not checking for ID when you uh, do a marijuana sale and so on. Those will all be crimes as well. Um, and obviously that's for the marijuana. All of this is going to be regulated by something called the VCCA. That's like the ABC, right? It's going to be the Virginia Cannabis Control Authority. So it's a brand new agency that's created that's supposed to operate like ABC and do all these regulations. Um, and obviously local law enforcement can do it as well. But like I said, a lot of our regulation is about driving. They did not uh, improve our DUI section, but they did carry over the section that says that you can't consume alcohol while driving. And remember, in Virginia, uh, just taking a sip of alcohol, taking a sip of wine or beer or whatever, even if it doesn't intoxicate me, is still a criminal offense in Virginia. It would also be a criminal offense for me to use marijuana while driving. Or indeed, it's, and here, this is sort of a sense, this is a sophisticated observation here on their part, that a passenger smoking marijuana in the car is basically the same. So just like with alcohol, it's a class four misdemeanor. Um, and again, right now, you see a lot of people using marijuana while driving. It's a class four misdemeanor. It's at least a reason to stop a vehicle, right? 
And there's a presumption that they put in the law of consumption while driving. If there's an open container of marijuana in the vehicle, um, it's been partially, the, the marijuana has been removed and the appearance, the conduct or speech of other uh, physical characteristics of people, in, in, excluding the odor. The odor apparently is, again, they really don't like the odor idea, but their appearance and so on is consistent with the consumption of marijuana products. But again, this is all about a class four misdemeanor. Um, so it's only a fine. It's not a very high, you know, sanction for it. But again, you know, it, they don't want people to, I guess, whatever. So, um, if you are an Uber driver, however, you cannot have marijuana in your car. If you're a taxi cab driver, you can't have marijuana in your car. Transporting marijuana in a vehicle that's a vehicle for hire is a class one misdemeanor. Um, possession in a commercial motor vehicle of any kind is unlawful as well, but it's a civil penalty, possessing marijuana in a commercial motor vehicle. Um, the... Um, uh, and, and like I said, uh, you can't create resin, you can't, and so on in your house. You also can't create resin in, a, in public or in a vehicle or in a residence of any kind. Um, and that is a class one misdemeanor. Uh, so they, uh, that's just something to keep in mind as well. Um, there's a bunch of other regulatory violations and so on for advertising and so on. And it's obviously these a lot of those code sections about advertising and so on are not going to go into effect for a couple of years and uh there's a lot more to come on this code section so for a lot of this i would say stay tuned a lot of this i think is subject to amendment and changes and you know possibly even repeal i guess um, but the main part of it that you need to be aware of on july 1 is that simple possession of marijuana is no longer a crime in virginia as long as it's only uh, up to an ounce and more than an ounce is a mere civil penalty of $25 or more uh, for simple possession. It's only when you get up to about a pound where you get to have uh, a penalty. A pound or more though actually turns out to be a felony offense. Um, and you can grow marijuana plants at your house up to four plants. Growing up to 10 is just a civil penalty up to $25. Real criminal punishment doesn't start up until more than 10 plants, but it's per household. So again, for the, your fraternity houses who have lots of people inside, uh, you know, it's four plants total for the entire house. So that's um, important. Um, and people can give marijuana to each other, but they cannot sell it. And people who are under 21 still can't possess marijuana. Uh, although, again, it's just a civil penalty if they do. Uh, but you can't distribute marijuana to people under 21 and so on. So some things to be aware of, big changes, um, that's like a lightning, and as you can see, that's a lightning fast review, right? I gave you like a 30,000 foot overview. I'm sure you have a lot of questions, and I promised at the beginning of this podcast that you would. Uh, I have a lot of questions too, and so we're going to spend some time kind of going through this and, uh, and, and you know, hopefully maybe do some more training and maybe do another podcast about it before July 1 so that we're ready when it hits the ground. That's all for today, though. If you like the podcast, uh, tell your friends. We're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Stitcher, uh, we're on SoundCloud. If you have another app, let me know. I'm happy to go to, to try to get another app if it's more helpful to you. If you have topics that you want me to cover in the future, let me know that too. I'm always happy to do things that can help you guys out. Um, I did get uh, from David a really good question uh, yesterday uh, when we were talking about use of force and questions about you know whether or not the new use of force statutes would apply in in criminal cases or civil cases and so on so maybe we'll do a pet a, a podcast about that for today though that's all from me that's all from biggie
to all you out there serving your communities, protecting your communities, stay safe and don't get captured. <laughs>